Hey besties and welcome back to another episode of Off The Dome. I gotta tell you guys this crazy story real quick because the devil just doesn't want me to be great and he usually doesn't want you to be great so this is not like a surprise but let me tell y'all. So I just was on my soapbox for 45 minutes talking to y'all and I try to play it back so I can start editing the episode and I just hear static. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, what the heck is going on? Because I literally just bought these mics, right? I go into my software that I use to edit and record my episodes and I literally did not select my mic. So literally it was just static for 45 minutes. I'm telling you guys, that was quality content. And now I have to start over. So I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to cover all the topics that I did, but I'm gonna try my best. So first things in order, we got a little housekeeping besties that we gotta take care of. And that is going to be in the form of what I'm gonna call a family meeting because my listeners are a part of my family. So we're definitely going to have a little family meeting and have a little chat. So over the last couple of days, it has been brought to my attention that some folks were not happy about the information that I have shared on my episodes. And while I definitely respect everybody's opinions and how everybody has entitled to their own opinion, what I don't really agree with is you know, me muting myself to make sure that others are not uncomfortable. And this is why I say that, because the stories that I'm telling are truthful. They truly happen to me and they are my stories. So of course, if you guys were listening to somebody else's podcast, then you would get their side of the story, right? Well, you're listening to my podcast, so you're going to get my side of the story. I'm not saying that my side of the story is the only side of the story that matters. Everybody's version matters. But this is just from my perspective, how I interpreted the events that I'm discussing on this podcast. That doesn't mean that that was the intention of the other person that I am discussing. That just means that's how I perceive the situation at hand to be. With all that being said, that made me question whether or not I was going to continue this podcast for you guys because I was really struggling with the idea that I wouldn't have the support of the people that I thought truly mattered. And of course, when you start anything, you want to have everybody's support if you can if you can garner it. And when I realized that I didn't have that support that I thought I would, I was kind of shocked. But based on the reaction that I've gotten from, you know, like I said, my first two episodes and there are some folks that didn't like what I had to say, you know, I can honestly tell you guys that I probably could have been better in my delivery, especially on last week's episode regarding my stepdad. But I'm going to be honest, everything that I said in that episode was true. Could I have been better in my approach to how I discussed the situation? Of course, I could have always done something differently. But I truly think just the fact that I'm talking about anybody is going to be a problem. No matter the way I say it, it may all it may come across to me like I'm showing I'm telling you guys multiple parts of the story. I'm giving you the good, the bad, what I learned, what I think happened. You know, I'm giving you guys everything. I'm not just telling you the bad parts because usually there is something you can learn from the situation. 
And like I said, a lot of these situations have already been resolved off the recording, like off the record. Some of this stuff has already been resolved either with that person or directly within myself. So I'm just sharing these stories and I'm describing the events and how I felt during those events. That doesn't mean that I'm bent out of shape about what happened now. That means that I'm not letting what happened define me. And I'm comfortable to discuss that information with you guys in the hopes that it helps just one of y'all. So some people are more private and some people don't like to share and be open. And I totally respect that. But my personality is not one to be private. When I meet people for the first time, I'm usually trying to cut the bullshit and get straight to the nitty gritty. You know, like, what are your life goals? What types of things did you experience growing up? What is your family like? I mean, what type of traumas did you deal with? Like, I like to know the juicy details because I feel like that's the core of a person. That on the surface crap, what type of, what's your favorite color? I mean, I don't care about that. I don't like having on the surface type conversations. That's, I don't handle that well. I, that's probably one of the reasons why I'm not good at small talk. I absolutely despise small talk. If we're talking small, you probably ain't gonna hear me because I'm just not that type of person. I like to talk about the important stuff. What makes you, you? And that's not gonna include your favorite color. And that's just that on that. But yeah, I definitely wanted to come and let you guys know that going forward, I probably will take a different approach to how I'm going to discuss these topics, especially if it's going to be centered around another person. My goal is to never feel like I am slandering another person or using their name or try to paint them in some horrible light that other people might find offensive. That's not the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is for me to be able to freely be vulnerable and share my stories to help others because this is something that I like to do. I like to talk about my life. That's something that I do daily. I love talking. I love talking about my life. I love sharing my story. I love sharing how I took a negative situation and I came out of it. I love that stuff. I mean, that gives me life. So, you know, when I started this podcast, that's essentially what my goal was, was to share my experiences. And I feel like You know, there are just so many social media platforms out there, but you know, people have short attention spans. And if you're just not a podcast type of gal or guy, you're not going to sit here and listen to me talk on my soapbox for an hour on Instagram. If I do 30 of those little boxes on Instagram and try to tell y'all something that's profound, y'all ain't going to listen to that shit. Y'all ain't gonna do that. So I know that the core people who listen to this podcast are those that actually want to hear me talk about these different situations that I'm bringing up or want to hear my opinions on a certain topic or a certain issue. Those are the people that I assume actually want to listen to the podcast. But the people who don't wanna hear me talk about those things, well then you're freely welcome to not press play on my podcast. Because at the end of the day, this is something that I'm doing for me. This is not for anybody else. You know, I've gone several years in my life trying to please everybody else. And that only does a disservice to me because then I am not honoring myself and my own wishes. And I also think that being a people pleaser also makes you not have good boundaries. 
And I have a big problem with boundaries. I'm one of those people who I will let people walk all over me until I get real fed up. And the Sierra that gets real fed up is not a Sierra that you want to be around. And once I get going, it's just going to be a problem because at this point, I've been nice to you for all this time, giving you the benefit of the doubt, saying, oh, but you didn't mean it. Oh, but that's not what you meant. And then finally, I'm at that point where you know how you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And then I blow up on you. And then you're looking at me crazy because you're like, but I thought everything was fine. You never told me anything. So that's why it's a disservice to myself. It also is a disservice to the other person if if I remain silent and if I people please and try to do things for other people and and not try to live my own life. Because at the end of the day, the only person that we have to really answer to at the end of the day is God. So because that's the only person that we truly have to answer to, I decided that I'm not going to give up my dream. And I'm going to continue doing this podcast and I'm going to continue to do it with excellence and I'm going to continue to share my stories and experiences. And, you know, if it just so happens that someone is on the wrong side of the story, well, you know, I I don't really know what to say. It, it sometimes situations are going to present themselves in which the person involved in the story may have been in the wrong. But also there are going to be plenty of stories that I have for y'all if y'all stick around that are going to have to deal with me being in the wrong because I never said that I was perfect. There are going to be plenty of situations that I can share about how I was a bad friend, about how I was the toxic one in the relationship, about how I was manipulative. There are plenty, countless numbers of stories that I can tell you guys. But I think the difference between someone feeling like their dirty laundry is being aired out and being transparent and open. I think there's a very big difference in that because if I was airing out people's dirty laundry, then I would be speaking on someone else's behalf about a situation that they personally experienced, something that is true to their life, something that basically makes up who shaped them into the person that they are. But this podcast is for me to do that about myself. And that means that it may involve some people that I've met along the way. That's just the point blank period. Keeping it 100, keeping it gangster with y'all. That's just, that's just it. There are situations that I'm going to be describing that aren't going to always paint people in a good light. But it's what happened. So I don't really know what else I can do but to tell the truth. My podcast is going to be about my relationships, about bonds that I've created with other people, about bonds that have been broken, about childhood trauma, about things that I've learned about myself. So for those who do want to continue with me on my journey of being a part of Off the Dome every Monday, listening to the nitty gritty details of my life and you know situations that have really shaped the core of who I am today and that's why I'm so passionate about sharing these things because they don't define me the things that happened to me in my life that weren't pleasant they don't define me and I think if they defined me I wouldn't be able to just openly discuss these things but then also I'm a pretty open person that's just my personality you're not gonna catch me you know like I said, talking about on the surface level shit. You're not going to catch me doing that. 
And if I am doing that, I'm probably more uncomfortable than if I would have just told you about my childhood. I just think that there's something beautiful about hearing people's stories and how they managed to make it through and what they learned from it and what they got out of it and who they became as a result of it. There's just something beautiful about hearing other people's stories. I think that's like the psychology major in me is where I get that from because I love to learn about people and the way they think and why they do what they do and why their mind works a certain way. I'm very into that. But some people are not as open minded as I am. And some people can only see one side of the story. So if I say something and you only want to stick to the negative points of that topic, well, then that's on you because I'm not only going to be talking about the negative, I'm going to be talking about the good. I'm going to be talking about the in-between. I'm going to be talking about situations where maybe I feel indifferent. Not everything on this podcast is going to be negative. And I feel bad for the ones who really genuinely think that this podcast is just existing to slander people's names because that's not even the core of who I am so for those who feel that way then you truly don't know me because the core of who I am is the person who gives you the benefit of the doubt is the person who gives you chance after chance after chance but I also like I said have to honor myself and by honoring myself that is honoring my truths whether they make people uncomfortable or not. This is something that I decided to do. So I have to stick with it because this is my goal. This is my dream. This is something that gives me purpose to wake out of, get out of bed in the morning. Can y'all tell it's late night and while I'm, while I'm recording this? But yeah, this is something that truly brings me joy. I mean, I'm working my nine to five job just going through the day thinking about material that I can put out for you guys trying to come up with catchy topics and catchy slogans and just things that I feel like would resonate with my listeners and also I feel like it's not my duty to sit here and try to defend myself for people who choose to believe whatever they're going to believe at the end of the day whatever anybody's going to believe about me is what they're going to believe about me and I have to be true to myself and the girls that get it get it and the girls that don't don't and I think that's all I'm going to say about that as far as our family meeting is concerned I just wanted to make sure that I address the elephant in the room this is supposed to be a safe community and I just think that is truly important to have a community, have your tribe, those people that set your soul on fire. And I am blessed to have that in in some of my very close friendships. I have friends that, you know, when I talk to them, I just know that they're my person. And I know that just the core of our relationship, the foundation of our friendship is just it's something that's indescribable and you know it's just unfortunate that a lot of my friendships due to the military lifestyle have been long distance but I definitely think it also says a lot that we've been able to maintain the the quality of our friendship by simply watering our friendships you definitely have to pour into other people in order to get what you want out of a friendship you also have to pour into it you know you can't just take 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 It has to be a give and take in any type of relationship that you're involved in. So with all that being said, guys, I hope that you do stick along 
for, you know, the journey with me. I mean, we're only just beginning. We're on episode three. I plan on doing this until the good Lord says that I don't need to be doing this no more. And I'm quite sure that just the fact that I actually want to live and I want to get up out of bed and I want to record this episode for you guys and that I'm so excited about new content and pushing my content out there and seeing what where this podcast can really, really take me. I think that I'm doing exactly what I need to be doing at this moment. And when it comes to the mistakes that may be made along the way, because I am not perfect, I think it's important to show grace to yourself. And I want to make it clear that giving yourself grace is not the same thing as giving yourself a pass. I think people get a pass when they continuously, like habitually do things that that are wrong and they know it's wrong. And people don't call them out on their bullshit. I think that's considered getting a pass. I think giving yourself grace is allowing yourself to fall but get back up. And not feel like you're a loser because you did fall. No, that just means that you're human. That just means that you're human. And I think there's a big difference between being someone who makes a mistake and writes their wrong or someone who continuously makes the same mistake after being told that what they're doing is wrong. Because at that point, it's a choice to do the wrong thing. And so I just wanted to share that little tidbit with y'all and I hope that you know, y'all know can respect my opinions. And you know, I, I will be careful in my delivery going forward. I do promise you guys that. I don't wanna offend anybody who listens to my podcast. I want just a random person to stumble upon my podcast and feel like they took something away from it that benefited their life. I don't want people to feel like all I'm here to do is to slander people because that is not what the core of this podcast is about. But again, the girls that get it, get it. And the girls that don't, don't. Because if you know me, if you truly know me and who I am, well, then you'll also know that it took me a while to even start this podcast for the sheer fact of not wanting to offend anybody. But I think no matter what I say on this podcast, there's a chance I may offend somebody. There's definitely a chance. There's no way that there wouldn't be a chance because if I'm talking about my life here, Well, there's a lot of people who have been involved in my life and not always in a positive way. So I I think that's something that should be taken into consideration. And I guess I didn't realize, you know, that I wouldn't have the support of certain people that I expected to. But, you know, what that also is going to teach me is how to stand on my own, how to be my own person. You know, I've gone through too much of my life to continue people pleasing I I definitely think that this is going to be a great journey for me to come into my womanhood, you know, just to find my own voice and not care so heavily about what others think of me, because people are going to talk no matter what I do. If it's something that they don't like, I'm going to hear about it. And I find that it's funny because when you, you do so much good, the one bad thing you do bad in quotation marks because it depends on what you define as bad I would say let's change that to mistake the one mistake you make or something people don't like it's like it has to be highlighted it has to be some grandiose thing and it's really not even that deep so I just wanted to make sure that we did cover that guys because again we are a family and sometimes you have to have a family meeting sometimes you have to you know 
hold yourself accountable. But I I personally think that this is going to be a great outlet, not just for me, but for others. And I'm not a natural risk taker. I'm not one who I'm definitely one who doesn't mind change, but I don't actively take risk in my life. I try to play it safe with most things. I try to play it safe with my jobs. I try to play it safe with the places I vacation. I mean, I really do try to play it safe and You know, sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes that's a bad thing. I think doing this podcast is definitely a risk for me because there's always going to be an opportunity for scrutiny when you're putting your life on a platform. But we are just going to keep trucking along here. So sorry for that long winded family meeting, but I felt like I needed to get that off my chest once and for all so we can move on with all the great content that I have planned for y'all. So just to touch on something that I really have been struggling with, and I don't know if I'm the only one, but I've been struggling with my fitness journey, I guess. I don't even really want to call it a fitness journey because when I first started fitness, it was in 2016. And it was after a really tough breakup that I had with someone that I thought I was going to marry and that did not happen. And I just felt like I had put all my energy into that relationship and into that person and thinking that I was going to be married at 20 years old. And that just did not happen. So when that relationship ended, basically, I kind of felt like I didn't even know who I was anymore. So and I also in that process had gained like 40 pounds over the course of a year because that's about how long the relationship was. And you know how it is when you get into a relationship, you start going out to eat a lot and being cooped up with the person, ordering food all the time, staying up late, you know, the whole the whole shebang. So it definitely wasn't hard for me to put on that weight. And I wasn't like exercising at this point. I didn't really know the value of exercising and or not that I didn't know the value, but I just didn't care, I guess. I really just did not care at this point. So um, so I started my fitness journey in March of 2016 and I started weightlifting. I had been introduced to weightlifting in high school, just in gym class, because you know there were certain points in gym where we would learn like a new sport or you know something that you could do in the form of exercise so i remember being really good at weightlifting and the first thing that i was ever taught how to do was like bench press and i was really good at it for no reason at all like i had never done it before and i just never really picked it up on my own and then it was reintroduced to me by a person that i was dating like when i first started college when i was 18 didn't stick with it for long enough to see like true results So then once 2016 had come around and I had ended the previous relationship, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna dive head on into fitness. That was like heavily um, a big focus on Instagram at the time, like, and not how it is now. It's really different now, the type of content in regards to fitness that we see on Instagram. I feel like back in 2015, 2016, it was a lot of like the bikini competitor fitness content on Instagram and I was really intrigued by the lifestyle and how you could change your body with just lifting weights because I'm not a person that likes cardio so something like weightlifting um what it ended up doing for me honestly I mean 
besides the fact that it changed my body, it really changed my life because there were just moments where you can just be in the gym. And I used to always say like, your life is like a squat. You know, the weight of the world can be on your shoulders, but when you're in that squat and you can lift that weight, I feel like you just kind of translate that into real life thinking that you can take on anything, which is always easier said than done. But that's really just how my mindset operated. And, you know, I didn't have much of a social life when I exited this relationship. So a lot of my time was spent at the gym, late hours. Sometimes, you know, I would be crying during my workout. It wasn't always the best workout, but it was something that I grew to love. And genuinely, I just fell in love with the grind of fitness. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when I look back on like how I accomplish the body that I strive for, and I did accomplish this, um, it took me a couple of years, but by 2019, I really felt like I had basically achieved the look that I wanted. Um, and then of course the pandemic happened and then all that came tumbling down. But um I felt like, you know, looking back on it, there were a lot of things that I did to achieve the look that I got that now I don't think are sustainable ways to maintain a healthy lifestyle. And if you guys know me, you know that I truly love Whitney Simmons. If you don't know who Whitney Simmons is, you need to go on YouTube and you need to binge watch all her stuff. I found her when I first started my fitness journey and she would post fitness content on her YouTube. Um, like workouts, really simple and easy meal ideas, you know, just simple stuff. She had a great attitude. Her motto on her channel is it's a beautiful day to be alive. And she talked a lot about her mental health. And she was just like someone I fell in love with and made my journey so much more enjoyable because I realized it didn't have to be me eating chicken and rice for my entire life. Even though when I first started my fitness journey, because I tried to do things as simple as possible, I did eat a lot of, um, what do you, what do they call it? Um, I don't know, gym bro meals, which is like chicken, rice, and broccoli. And that's not even the things that I eat to this day. I try to take the approach that Whitney has preached in her YouTube, which is making it a healthy lifestyle and not making it some drastic change that you do for six months because you're gonna go to Cabo and then after that six month period, you come back, you gain all the weight back because the methods that you use to achieve the weight loss were not sustainable over time. So what I've been struggling with is finding one balance and two, getting the results period. And from my experience, I know that getting the results is not easy. You have to consistently show up even if you have a shitty workout even if you have to take two weeks off because you just can't do it, you know, it's a journey and the journey is not going to be linear. And that goes for pretty much anything in life. But, you know, just from my personal experience, you can definitely see how your journey is not a straight line when you're, you know, trying to live a healthier lifestyle and trying to get more in shape. Um, it would be easy for me to say that the reasons why I wanted to get in shape were due to health reasons but that would not be 100% true. I think that I didn't really start wanting to get in shape for health reasons until like, I don't know, last year 
which was in August when I finally decided to jump back on the bandwagon and get my life back together because I was tired of having to buy two sizes bigger than I had been over the last four years and not being able to fit anything and just not feeling confident in my body, having knee problems, having foot problems. Like I would go into Home Depot and be wearing just regular shoes that I normally would and wouldn't be able to stand for long periods of time without feeling like I'm in pain. And for me to be 26 years old, over 200 pounds, like when I started, almost pushing 225 and I'm only 5'4", like that's just not a healthy weight to be at. And carrying extra weight just has a lot of implications for other health problems. So, and like I told you guys in the first episode or maybe the second episode, I don't know my biological dad's medical history. So I don't know what runs in his family. And because of that, I need to be very careful about, you know, the things that I put into my body and making sure that I'm taking care of my body because I know the things that run on my mom's side of the family and I don't want to have those issues. So, you know, having a healthy weight and having a healthy lifestyle and focusing on both mental and physical health are really important to me. So, um, like I said, I can't lie. I do want to look good. If I ever do put on a two piece, you know, I'm going on a trip with my best friend in a couple of months and I'm trying to be, I'm trying to make it a hot girl spring. You know what I mean? So I can't lie to y'all and say that it's only motivated by health reasons, but I think now that I'm getting older, I'm realizing how important it is to have a exercise regimen doesn't have to be weightlifting for you it could be cycling it could be yoga just move your body in some shape or form Um, but it has been a struggle because I feel as though from my past experience I'm not one of those people who likes to track calories I don't track macros I try to practice intuitive eating Um, but then it's also like okay I have to hit my protein goals because I'm trying to build muscle and so protein is really important but then you gotta eat all this food in order to get that much protein and then I try to cut out dairy as much as possible so that limits my ability to get in the protein um totals that I probably could have gotten if I you know was eating dairy like I used to previously so like if I'm eating dairy-free cheese that's five grams of protein that I missed out on so um I try to shoot for like 90 grams of protein because any more than that is just me force feeding myself and personally that's not sustainable either and it's not healthy but I've been struggling with my appetite I just haven't wanted to eat anything and then when I do want to eat something I want to have Mike and Ike's and sushi even though I don't think that sushi is unhealthy but you know I need like a balanced meal and Mike and Ike's and sushi is not a balanced meal. So when I do finally have an appetite, I don't want to eat anything that's in my house that I've purchased from the store. I kind of end up eating the same old thing, but it's just, I'm tired of like the monotony of it. I'm tired of cooking. I'm tired of all of this different shit that has to be done in order to live a healthy lifestyle. Like I just feel like it's hard out here for a pimp. It is hard out here. And sometimes I'm like, maybe I need to do HelloFresh because at least those meals are already thought about and you just have to simply prepare them. But sometimes, to be honest with y'all, I don't even want to prepare nothing. 
if I could just eat cereal sometimes for the rest of my life, I would eat some cereal. But then cereal doesn't have enough protein. And then I'm just wasting my time in the gym. If I go to the gym and kill it and then come home and don't eat nothing, well, I might as well have just stayed my ass at home. So I've been struggling and I've also been trying to encourage one of my besties because, you know, she's also trying to live a healthy lifestyle and not trying to take drastic measures to lose weight because simply anytime you take drastic measures, you might lose weight, but you're going to gain the weight back because you want to eventually be able to live your life. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't want to stop living your life to have a great body. And then when you try to live your life, it's like that body is gone. So for me, I'm not the type of person who is going to go through my week and try to eat clean in quotation marks from Monday through Friday and then Saturday and Sunday like have a cheat meal. I used to call it cheat meals back in the day and I would basically do exactly that. Eat clean the whole week, only eat the food that I prepared and then on the weekends I would have a cheat meal and I would only have one usually. And I'm not gonna lie to y'all, it did give me results. But what I also noticed was because I used to cook at home so much, my body adapted to me cooking at home. So then when I would actually go out to eat, I would get sick because my body wasn't used to eating food that was not prepared by myself. So then I had to get used to eating out again. And this was years ago. But at this point, like I feel like I try to have a healthy balance of eating out eating the foods that I enjoy. If I wanna have a cookie during the week, I'm gonna eat it. If I wanna have a glass of wine while I'm watching The Bachelor on Tuesday night, I'm gonna drink it. If I wanna have a glass and a half, I wanna be able to drink that. But I also wanna make sure that I'm getting in, you know, my vital nutrients and my protein, carbs, fats, all that stuff without tracking macros, without tracking my calories. I'm aware of how many calories I need to be eating to lose the weight. Um, in a sustainable way and I try to keep that in the back of my mind um, but I try not to obsess over it if I go 100 calories over that number I'm not gonna you know be mad about that or if I'm under then I feel like as long as I try to do better the next day it might you know end up equal like evening out throughout the end of the week anyways so yeah that's kind of what I've been struggling with and I hope that I'm able to you know, build a routine that works for me. Because another thing that I was struggling with when it comes to like weight loss is I was like, okay, in the start of January, I'm going to increase the amount of cardio that I'm doing from four days a week, 30 minutes a day to five days a week, 30 minutes a day on top of my lifts. So those, my lifts are at least an hour long. So you're talking about being in the gym almost two hours, five days out of the week. And that's just not lot. That's not plausible anymore. I mean, I have a job. I work 40 hours a week. I'm podcasting now. I want to be able to relax on the weekends. I want to be able to do self-care. I want to be able to sit on my ass if I feel like it. And it's just hard to create like a, a schedule and make sure you're doing your morning routine, your night routine and putting on your skincare and keeping up with wax appointments and all this stuff that we have to do pay bills and oh my god learn how to freaking invest our money there's just so much that goes into being an adult that they don't teach you in school and I think it's a scam I think it's all a scam that I have to like know how to do all this stuff and 
I don't know. It can be overwhelming at times. So this is what I'm going to do this week, y'all, or this weekend. So that way I'm prepared for the week. I am going to try to get out of my comfort zone when it comes to recipes. Try to cook some new recipes that maybe might, you know, intrigue me to want to eat more food and, you know, have an appetite. I'm going to eliminate a lot of the cardio that I've been doing over the past four months because one thing that I know is you know when I start doing a lot of cardio even if I am weightlifting I don't get the look that I want I personally think if I do a lot more weight training the results may come slower because you're just doing weight training so you know you're losing body fat and that doesn't always show very quickly and it's definitely not going to show on the scale but that's a conversation for another day. You know, I feel like weight training overall is going to give you the shape that you want. And cardio is just there to aid you as a supplement in reducing fat or, you know, extra pounds that you want to lose. And it's good for your cardiovascular health. So I don't want to eliminate cardio completely. I just want to tone it down. So right now I'm doing four days a week, 30 minutes a day. I mean, true, if I was honest with y'all, I would just cut it all out and then reintroduce it later, but I don't want to lose my endurance. So I think I'm going to try to do one to two days a week, 30 minutes, um, but I'm going to let y'all know what I come up with. I'm also going to try to change my workouts. You know, I'm pretty much aware of the fact that, you know, going to the gym and doing 15 different exercises is really not going to help you in the long term if you want to build muscle. You want to focus on progressive overload over time and you don't and you want to stay consistent in the exercises that you choose. So, for example, if you're going to be training legs, well, you know, instead of doing all these stupid exercises that you see on Instagram, you know, for a leg day, for example, you, you'll probably want to go for Bulgarian split squats, maybe some hip thrusts, maybe step ups, lunges, squats. Like you want to try to get your compound movements in and try to keep your exercises between four and six and not try to do a million different exercises because at the end of the day, it's easier to keep track of your progress when you don't have so many exercises and then you can actually progressively over overload with your compound movements. So that's what I'm going to lean towards. And today it went really well. I trained, I did back today. I had an appointment like shortly after my session. So I really had to make sure I got it in within an hour. Um, so if it were up to me, I would have did a little bit more like bicep tricep work, but I didn't really have time. But it was a back focused workout and I did barbell bent over rows, deadlifts, single arm like lat pull down type situation. And then I did dumbbell rows. And I want to say that's about four or five exercises, something like that. And personally, I felt like it was a great workout. I didn't feel like super exhausted because normally I would have then thrown in 30 minutes of cardio after that and I would have just been down for the count. So I felt like I had my energy. I didn't even take pre-workout today. I just ate a good breakfast and went to the gym and I felt like I crushed it. So that's what I'm gonna be working on. I'll keep you guys posted on 
how I feel about my progress and hopefully I'm starting to move in the right direction and I'll have a better appetite and I'll feel like I get this adulting thing down and or once I find the secret to adulting I will definitely put y'all on game but as of right now adulting 10 Sierra 0. Alright besties, welcome to product of the week. This is a segment where I'm going to be highlighting any top products that deserve an honorable mention, something that you may want to consider picking up on your next trip that you don't need to take to Target um, or where you get beauty products and you know the things that I may be mentioning. I can kind of list some places where you may be able to find it based on your location. But I wanted to do something different this week because my wax specialist actually posted on her Instagram story this new app called Yuka. I don't know if it's new to be honest, but it's new to me. Basically, the app will tell you the products that you already have. You have the ability to scan the barcode on the products and you can see like um, if the ingredients in the product are good or bad and you know what can be harmful in the ingredients if they are bad and may make you want to reconsider um, purchasing the products and maybe switching to something that has less toxic chemicals. Then of course they do have recommendations for a lot of the bad products right below your scanned item. So I definitely wanted to check this out and scan some of the stuff that I already have in my repertoire in my house. So it's gonna be a couple of different products. I wanted to give you guys some variety so that way you could see what some of the good products are. And I only have one bad product for y'all, but I will be honest, I scanned a lot of my natural quote unquote hair products for natural hair and actually a lot of them were bad. And I'm talking about like the Camille Rose, um, some of the Holy Grail stuff that our grandparents used to use on our hair were not good, which isn't really surprising, but some of the newer lines for natural hair that got like a under 50 out of 100 rating were kind of surprising to me. So it's just something that you guys might want to consider. I will do a quick story though. When it came to toxic products, when we were in quarantine, I really started considering like, what am I using on my body and what can I switch? What can I live without? And you know, what can I transition to that's less toxic? Now, not all of the products that I use are considered non-toxic. I just think it might be slightly impossible to get there because a lot of, you know, the non-toxic products, in my opinion, just seem to be a little bit more expensive. And your girl is not balling and money does not grow on trees for a lot of us. So, you know, if you can make little small switches, I think that's better than nothing at all. So I've done that with like cleaning products. I've tried to switch to more natural approaches, but there are just some things you just can't live without, like Lysol, Microban. I don't know what the ratings are on those, but hunty, we are in a freaking pandemic. So I gotta have my aerosol spray and I don't care how bad that stuff is, I'ma keep using it because it kills germs. But for some things that you can maybe compromise on, like your makeup products or like lotions and stuff like that, things that you can make a switch for, for me, it was something that I decided to do back in quarantine. So I know I switched to natural deodorant. 
I used to use Dove religiously and I just know that, you know, a lot of the deodorants that are not natural, they have aluminum and that's not good for your underarms. So yeah, I cut out Dove deodorant, switched to Hey Humans. I think that's a, a new brand by Jada Pinkett Smith. I really like it. Um, I do find that I sweat a lot, just specifically when I work out. But as far as like my underarms, like they don't stink. So I might be sweating, but I don't smell like anything. I'm just sweaty. So honestly, I wish that they came out with like an antiperspirant natural deodorant because my issue, of course, along with the odor is the sweat. Like I be in the gym, y'all, and my outfits are soaked most of the time, especially if I do a lift and cardio. So yeah, I switched to Hey Humans deodorant. Really love that. It's very affordable. I think it's like under $5 and I get it at Target. Um, the native deodorant that's almost 12 bucks at Target, that just did not work for me. I didn't like it and I thought it was a waste of my money. So I did not like native, but a lot of people swear by it. So I think you just have to do a trial and error, see what works for your body because everybody is different. But for me, I love that Hey Humans is cost effective. So yeah, definitely love that. And then this might be an unpopular opinion, but I actually did stop buying Bath and Body Works. I stopped buying their body sprays, candles. Now I do have some candles from them that I purchased like years ago that I still have some candle left in them because I don't burn them that often but I basically am boycotting Bath and Body Works like not the company as a whole but just like I'm not buying their products I won't buy them for people that I know like them I just don't buy those products anymore one I think it helps me save a lot of money because it's very tempting when Bath and Body comes out with a new line of a candle and don't get me wrong, they smell good. It's mostly like the candles I think that suck people in because their candles smell so freaking good. And you know, we want our homes to smell nice, but I just don't, you know, if I don't need to purchase it, then I felt like that was something I could cut out of my life. I definitely had stopped spending at Bath & Body probably a couple of years ago, but I know like in college and below, I mean, always had the body sprays because they, they entice you with those buy three, get three free. So it's so easy to just go crazy in there and get a bunch of stuff that smells good, but is not necessarily good for your body. So I don't purchase from them. I don't, the only thing that I have left that I'm going to use up because I spent my hard earned money on it. So I'm going to use it up are the champagne toast candles. I do have three of those favorite scent ever so I'm really devastated that I have to stop using them once they're gone. I think I have like a hot cocoa candle and then like a frosted cranberry so those are the only candles in my house that I own. I'm not purchasing anything new but I will burn them until they're gone just to get my money's worth. So yeah I just I don't purchase from Bath and Body anymore and I know they have like another line like the stress relief line which I'm not 100% on what the toxicity level in those products are. Maybe they have some products that are non-toxic now, I don't know, but I just don't purchase from them anymore. And personally, it saves me a lot of money because it's just unnecessary, honestly. So yeah, that might be a hot take, but 
if you could live without Bath and Body Works and maybe support like some small business candle owners who, you know, they, I don't know, those soy candles, I think those are the ones that are the non-toxic ones. You know, you might want to consider switching to those, which I find are a lot more pricey, but for whatever reason, things that are good for us just cost so much money and that's a problem in itself, but a topic for another day. So yeah, that's just a little bit of the backstory, trying to, you know, create less waste, trying to use less toxic products on my body as much as I possibly can. Can't completely cut out everything, I don't think, but I'm working on it. So I have some screenshots on my phone that I've taken from the app. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about was, and I'm just gonna do like, um, rapid fire these I'm not going to go into too much detail you guys can down below the app and get all the all the scientific ingredient names that I don't know nothing about so the first product I have is by Pacifica I think this brand is like mostly sold at Target but I'm sure you could get it at Ulta maybe Walmart but I'm not 100% sure where else you could get this but whenever I cut out Bath and Body Works body sprays because the thing is, of course I want my body mist to last long on me, but I don't really spend a lot of money on perfumes. Any perfumes that I've ever owned have been gifted to me for like Christmas. And I think one time on my own dime, I bought like an Ariana Grande perfume, which is by far one of my favorites. But because I know that a lot of these products are toxic, I don't really go out and spend my money on perfumes. Um, now, if there's a non-toxic perfume out there that smells really nice and fruity because that's more of my scent palette, then somebody please let me know because I wouldn't mind just having one signature perfume that's going to last all day. But as of now, I've only found non-toxic body mist. So the Pacifica mist that I have is the Hawaiian Ruby Guava Perfumed Hair and Body Mist. I don't use it on my hair, but just as a quick little spritzer. It's 100% vegan and cruelty free. You get a lot out of this. It's a six fluid ounce bottle. I still have half of it left. I don't really use it as much as I did in the beginning. A little pricey for a body mist. I think it's about $11, but I also got it at Target, so that could be why, but it smells really good. The scent does not last long, so keep that in mind. But I mean, if you're looking for something that, you know, you can have like a little scent from, I highly recommend that one. Now on this app, it shows that this product is rated 100 out of 100. It says it's excellent. And I think what that basically means from what I've gathered is that all of the ingredients in this product are very low risk to your health. So I think that's kind of how they get the rating. Of course, like I said, they list all of the ingredients in that product and then they rate them from low risk, moderate risk to like concerning or high risk, something like that. And then they tell you why. So I really do like that. So that's one thing if you guys wanna check that out, really like that product. The next one I'm gonna do, since we're talking about body care, this is actually one that was rated horribly and I'm very devastated because over the pandemic, I put on a lot of weight and so of course that caused some stretch marks for me and along with like working out and you know getting back to a healthy body weight 
I decided to pick up the stretch marks massage lotion from Palmer's cocoa butter you know the tried and true I already use like the regular cocoa butter lotion but this one is specifically for stretch marks um, I want to say probably for women who are pregnant but my stretch marks get really bad when I gain a lot of weight so because I'm very fair skinned so I don't like the way they look they're like reddish brownish and they are not cute I don't care what anybody says mine are not cute so now this product definitely works which is why it's devastating that it was not rated good at all like matter of fact the rating is bad and then the funny thing about it is on the bottle it says free of mineral oil parabens and like phthalates or something like that and then it also says it's dermatologist approved so that's just so funny how packaging can be deceiving because according to this app this is rated 18 out of 100 and the reason why is for the petrolatum that's in there. I'm not really that surprised. I know that some of our old tried and true products are not the best for us, but yeah, petrolatum, which is also like in Vaseline, basically it says it belongs to the family of mineral oils. So I'm kind of getting a conflicting understanding because on the bottle it says free of mineral oil but then on the app it says vaseline is simply a petroleum derivative and belongs to the family of mineral oils so take that with what you want i don't know if i'm going to be getting rid of it if i can find something that does practically the same thing that's non-toxic i might look into it but yeah it's it's basically the petrolatum in it and according to the app, it says could be a damage to the liver, can cause inflammatory reactions. And it just says a lot of information is not known about it. So you definitely don't want to have any ingredients like that in products that you would ingest, such as like a lip balm or a lipstick. That's just a summary of what I read. So like I said, that one was an 18 out of 100. So not good at all but I'm not sure if I'm getting rid of it because that crap really works. So let's move on to some hair care. So this is specifically a natural, it says for all hair types, but it's directed at women of color, I believe. So this is the Miel Organics Babasu and Mint Deep Conditioner. So right before I cut my hair all off, I was trying to get real heavy on using my deep conditioners weekly because I was trying to repair like split ends and damage. And yeah, it, yeah, I felt like by the time I had really tried to hop on that train, it was very much a lost cause for my old hair. But I do like this. It's It feels like a minty sensation on, like a tingling sensation on your scalp. And it's kind of like a protein treatment, if you will. I think you're supposed to rotate this with like a moisturizing deep conditioner, but it is good though. It's rated 79 out of 100, which is excellent according to this app. So if you do have natural hair and you want to look into more of like a protein conditioner um, to maybe revitalize your curls, then I highly recommend. It's in a small jar, so if you have long hair, you probably will only get possibly two uses maybe three depending on how much you use so keep that in mind the next one that we are going to talk about is a makeup product 
I personally don't wear a lot of makeup. I actually haven't put a stitch of makeup on my face since November of last year. I just don't feel the need to wear makeup, especially because A, half of the week I work from home. And then when I go to work, I have to wear a mask. And it's just not worth it to wear makeup under a mask because it just doesn't make sense to me. And then if I'm not doing either of those, I'm literally at the gym and I'm not wearing makeup to the gym. I know some people do like to do that, but I just don't understand why because I'm have, I have a mask on and my skin has been very reactive since we had to start wearing the mask, I guess, what, two years ago. But if I do decide to wear makeup, I'm usually gonna go for, as far as like face makeup, I'm gonna go for a powder just to maybe kind of like conceal some redness on my face or like the oiliness because I do have oily skin. So if I just want like a more even complexion that's matte, then I'll go with a powder. And I've been using this for years. I love Maybelline. So this is the Fit Me Matte and Poreless Pressed Powder in Toffee Caramel. I really love this one. It's just a little compact that you open, of course, with a little mirror and the little sponge applicator. And this lasts a long time. I really love it. I feel like I stay matte all day and I don't really pack it on. I just kind of dab it. Sometimes I'll just take it with my finger and conceal like redness in certain areas. Like if I have a pimple or if I just got my eyebrows waxed and my eyebrows are red, I'll you know, just put the powder under my eyebrows. Not a makeup guru, but this is that product. This product, according to the app, was rated a 90 out of 100. So it is rated excellent, which is great because it is a product that's going directly onto my face. So I really do like that that's a highly rated product. And then the last one that I have, I know this segment is long, but I felt like this would be cool because I just discovered this app and then I started going crazy scanning all these products. So just in case you guys may have some of these products already or you're interested in purchasing them, I just figured this would be a fun way to talk about what's in these products. The last one, and when I first purchased this stuff, I swore by it. I don't really use it as much anymore because I'm trying to get on a good routine with my skin to where I'm not using like 30 million products every morning and night. I really like simple when it comes to skin, hair, makeup. I just don't have time to be doing all this extra stuff. Kudos to the girlies who got it like that, but I just don't have the patience and I like to be in and out. So I would say that my skin type is like combination. It can be oily, but sometimes it can be dry. And I feel like my skin is very acne prone. I don't have like really bad acne problems, but I do get a lot of texture on my skin for whatever reason. And ever since we started wearing the mask, I get a lot of breakouts around my chin and jawline. And I truly think that that's just from wearing the mask because prior to that, I didn't have any issues with my jawline and my chin. Could also be hormonal, I don't know. I am getting older and I feel like my skin is changing. It doesn't bounce back as, as as quick as it did when I was younger. Like before I would get a pimple. Okay, that's rude. Not a motorcycle driving by while I'm podcasting. Sorry, besties. But um, yeah, I felt like when I was younger, I could get a pimple, literally leave it alone and 
possibly within two days it would be gone and it wouldn't leave a scar unless I popped it which I rarely do that now I could get the same situation could happen I could try to treat it without popping it just using like you know a spot treatment and I never failed to get like a dark spot um now the products that I use make it fade away pretty quickly but I always get dark spots now it's really annoying because like I said I have fair skin so it's very noticeable and I don't wear makeup to hide it because I just rather go out into the world with my normal everyday look and get used to how my skin looks without the makeup because I feel like when you start to rely on makeup you just have this distorted view of what you truly look like and then when you're not wearing makeup you feel ugly because I did go through a phase in which I used to wear a lot of makeup when I was younger like from 18 to probably 21. I used to always do crazy eyeshadow and it was pretty it's just that's just not where I'm at in my life anymore so I'm very comfortable with the way I look without makeup and it took a while to get to that point. So after that long-winded explanation, this is the Polish Choice 2% BHA Liquid Exfoliant, um, well, Skin Perfecting 2% BHA Liquid Exfoliant, which is basically salicylic acid. It says it's good for all skin types. It unclogs and shrinks in large pores smooth and even skin tone it's very lightweight and absorbs quickly so this is what they would call like your chemical exfoliant meaning that it doesn't have like any micro beads or any um, granules inside it like um, like maybe an exfoliator that you would use on your legs after you got waxed it's completely different this is more of like a serum um, it's kind of feels water-based and the way that I use it is I just take a cotton pad and I just swipe it over my face. I used to put it in my hand, but I just felt like that was wasting the product. So get you a little cotton pad, girl. Put this on the cotton pad, swipe it over your face, let it dry a little bit, and then move on to your next step. I really like this. Salicylic acid works really well with my skin because it's acne prone. And one of my tried and true cleansers that I've been using since I was about 15 or 16 has salicylic acid as an active ingredient and I think that that's why my skin typically is clear because that's really good for acne prone skin. So this product is rated 86 out of 100 which is also considered excellent on this app so that's really good because one this product ain't cheap I want to say it's about $30 I get it on Amazon it's a four fluid ounce cylinder bottle so it will last you a long time and if you're on the fence about it they have like a little trial size and it's only 10 bucks put my best friend onto this she really likes it I just think you have to figure out how to work it in your routine especially if you use other actives like AHAs like a glycolic acid you have to figure out how that's going to work into your skincare routine you can't use active you can't use like a glycolic acid and salicylic acid in the same routine from my understanding I'm not a dermatologist but this is just from research that I've done so you just want to figure out how to work it into your skincare routine so that way you don't have any um like reactions from it so yeah guys that was about five products that I just wanted to share with y'all I really do like all of them and the only one that was really rated poorly was the cocoa butter. 
Like I said, I'm not 100% sure if I'm willing to give that up, but it's good to know. It's good to be aware of what you're putting on your body. This app also works for like food products. So that's always good. Like if you have like a special protein shake that you drink or protein bar or stuff like that, it will tell you if it's good or bad. So I'll be scanning a couple of things that I have in the house already in my pantry and just seeing if I'm making good choices when it comes to my you know products that I keep in my house and I hope you guys like the segment let me know if you decide to download the app I did see that there's like a membership that you can get that's like 14 bucks a month and I guess there's some extra stuff that comes with that but I think the main thing is you can actually type in products as opposed to having to go scan individual items because sometimes after you open a product the the barcode is not on it and if you didn't save the packaging well then your ass out until you you know go there so but I would say I think this would be helpful if you're shopping around for body products skincare and makeup because I go to Target a lot and I'll go walk through the aisles and try to look at the reviews and you know just see if it's something that's worth my money or if I want to try it so to also be able to like scan this because you know the barcode's going to be at the store at least you can get an idea of, you know, the toxicity level in the product before you buy. So I think that's a cool feature that the app has. So let me know if you guys decide to use it and let me know what type of products you scan and if we have similar products so we can all be in the know, sis. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really appreciate y'all tuning in and I will see y'all next week. See ya besties.